it's not what you think. Veronica is a man. Look at the size of that Adam's apple. Veronica, how could you? Patty, I love you. But long before we met, I disguised myself as a woman and lied my way onto the LPGA tour. I can see why you lied to other golfers, caddies, fans, and officials. But how could you lie to me? And the sponsors? Because you fell in love with me as a woman, and I didn't want to lose you. But now I'm asking you, not as Veronica, but as the man I am, Leslie Robin Swisher. Patty, will you marry the real me? No, I like girls. Four finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount, the podcast where the dudes look like a lady. This week we are here to review episode GABF04. It is There's Something About Marrying. I am Dando. I'm Guy. No, I'm Guy. <laughs> Check out the Adam's apple on you, man. <laughs> what do you think of this episode? This episode was one that, as soon as I realized which one it was, I went, okay, this is going to be interesting because it's 2005. The majority of it I thought was handled very well. I just thought the ending was very just... Uh, why? Just felt so, just like, obvious. Obvious in hindsight, yes. Uh, but I think... You, skip the end here. Yeah, I mean, I think the uh, the ending was very much in keeping with the way stories about fluid gender <laughs> and sexuality had usually been played out. At that point in time, yeah. I think so, yeah, in the lead. And all throughout the, you know... I guess the 20th century. <laughs> I mean, it was usually, that's a man, man, that kind of deal. So uh, I can't hold it against it too much because I think it got, I think it got things more right than it didn't. Yeah, well, I'm not saying it didn't make me, didn't annoy me. It was just like, no. ah, that's, that's the obvious option. You went the obvious way. Why'd you do that for? You're, clever, <laughs> you're better than this. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess they thought that was the not the only way to play it back in the day, but uh, I, th- I think they thought, okay, we've taken a lot of progressive steps here, but, you know, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. Let's, you know, give the audience a, a bit of what they're used to, you know, baby steps, baby steps. I will admit when she said, or when, sorry, when he said, uh, will you love me for who I really am? I was like, oh no, oh no, don't do this. And then when she goes, hell no, I like ladies. I was like, thank God. <laughs> it, it, that was a really great way to, to close out the episode. Yeah, it was definitely, yeah. I was, and, and when they and the, the townspeople give her a standing ovation, I was like, thank Christ you got that right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the, the setup for this episode was really lame and just a waste of time the first three or four minutes i was like oh what the hell is this but i thought once we got into the patty story uh, i thought it was i thought they as overall i'd say that 85 percent of the time it was a thumbs up yeah that's exactly what i was about to say actually the, yeah the, the setup to this episode where you know the inciting incident to get the ball rolling so to speak was like oh really <laughs> this is uh, this ain't great yeah, so it's like someone did a, a how Hughes a voice in the um in the writers room. And they're like, oh, that'll be that'll be funny. Let's <laughs> let's do a whole act around that. Or not an act, I guess it was like a couple of minutes. But it's like, who who is this guy? Why why what? I, I know they had to try. I guess the story was it's killing tourism, that kind of thing. It just didn't really. It just wasn't very funny. And you know, just not really. No, <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, I was I was a bit disappointed by it. And watching them going. You you really want to pick up here because <laughs> if the whole episode yeah. is like this, I'll be very disappointed. But <laughs> once I got that out of the way, it's like okay, oh, we needed to do that to get to this particular point. Oh, you know, you didn't need to do it that way. You could have probably done it a bit better, but you know, you did what you had to do in order yep. to uh, yeah set the story in motion. And once they did, I was I was actually pretty happy with it. I mean, I think I think it walked a really. Uh, fun and interesting line of being sensitive, progressive, all that kind of stuff, but also showing, I mean, how everyone was sort of willing to cash in on that as well. Yeah, all the, all the different sort of perspectives on that topic of same-sex marriage where you had those who just simply accept it because, you know, you should. Yeah. You got those who try to profit from it, Homer and whatnot, and you got those who were just against it. And I love the way they 
took a jab at the religious beliefs mm. in the sense that I quote the Bible and then Marge is like, but have you, but in the Bible, doesn't Jesus? And he's like, I'm not listening. I'm not listening. <laughs> what is he? Do, but do you have the leaf blower on or is he hammering something? I've forgotten what he was. He was ringing the bell, but I actually he listened the bell, to it. You can actually hear what Marge says for the majority of the time. Would you like me to tell you what she says? By all means. Scriptural scholars disagree on the significance, and that I sort of didn't quite get what she says after that, but she says, Jesus' teachings stress inclusiveness and compassion. That doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. <laughs> but what's what's really, quote-unquote, good about this episode is that when it comes time for Marge to uh, walk it like she talks it, she fumbles a little bit. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, there are a lot of people out there. And, and this is where you get a lot of the uh, the right wing saying, oh, you liberals, you know, you, you talk a big game. When it comes down to the crunch, you, you, you don't follow your, your own ideologies. That's where Marge is in this. She's just, she talks the game. She's like, oh, yeah, I'm inclusiveness. But then when it's someone of, that she loves, I know they took the route of, oh, she just felt like she was hurt because Patty kept it a secret from her. But I just went, it's not really about you, Marge. True. And the, 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 one, the one part in the episode where I went, I'm not really sure about this, where Marge was happy when she found out that um, Veronica yeah. was a male, and she was like, oh, Paddy's going to get what's coming to her. And I was like, oh, that's really, really mean, and not Marge. I guess, yeah, but, you know, humans are interesting. They We're all large. We contain multitudes yeah. and all that kind of business. I thought it was actually fairly, not, not faithful to the, the character of Marge or anything like that, but it, it struck me as a very human response that you sort of have that roller coaster of, um, of emotions. Yeah, well, she likes things to be, she, she, she sort of lives in a very 60s sort of mentality of, you mm. know, the wife stays home, cooks for the family. Like, that's the way, that's just the way she yeah. was raised. And anything out of the what they called the what they considered the norm back then, is just like oh no 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 we don't we don't do that. So but she was okay to accept it when it wasn't her her sister. But then when it was her sister, she's like oh really? I think Marge has got a very big heart, and that's always expanding, and maybe not always in pace with her mind, shall we say? So you know, I mean, I love it when um, what is it? Lisa says a, one of the earlier seasons something about Gore Vidal. was like, and he's kissed more boys than I haven't. <laughs> Girls. Boys kiss girls. <laughs> so I think she's always willing to sort of... Um, acknowledge. Sort of, acknowledge it. Yeah, absolutely. That, uh, that, yeah, the big broad spectrum of what people are like and what they're into and all that kind of business. Uh, it, just takes her, yeah, it just takes her a minute or two, especially when it hits close to home like it does here. I just think to make this episode that little bit better, we needed that scene between Patty and Marge where Marge does actually sort of come to terms and apologize to Patty because there was a point at the end where Patty goes, thanks for finally accepting who I am, Marge. And I was like, did we really see her accept it? I guess not. We didn't, no. She stood up and said, I can't let this happen because that's that's a, that's a male. But I'm like, that wasn't really, you know, the whole mm. episode was sort of based around Marge accepting Patty for who she is. We never really got that moment. We got the sort of the little cuddle at the end, but it wasn't the proper Marge sort of realizing, oh, wait a minute, what am I doing yeah, I should be just happy for my sister as opposed to angry that she didn't tell me. Because the thing is, this also wasn't really touched on, why Patty didn't tell her for all these years. I mm. mean, it's obvious to the viewer, <laughs> but but it's also obvious to Marge. And it's, it's one of my favourite bits. We'll, we'll talk about that when we get to favourite yeah, bits. Yeah, I mean, how could you not know? How could you not know? And I know they, they, they acknowledged it in that sense, but it's like they should have had Patty sort of explain it's just one of those things where it's, it was just too hard to tell you, Marge. Mm. She never explained to Marge why she didn't tell her. It was just, well, oh, how could you not have seen it anyway? Yeah. Have Patty explained to Marge why she didn't tell her? And that's where Marge could have gone, oh, okay, I get that. I understand now. I'm sorry. You're my sister. I love you. That would have made this episode just a little bit better, in my opinion. I guess so. Here is my point of view from a middle-aged, middle-class white guy. Everyone listens to me. Um, but um, I think it's good that you have episodes from this era that reflect... Of course, they're going to reflect the era in which they're made. But yeah. I think it's good that we can sort of look back at... Well, this is 2005? Five, yep. Yeah, and go, okay, we were at this point, you know, and... Cut forward a few years, we're at that point and this point and this point. You know, we're progressing all the time. We're learning and evolving all the time. And I think it's fun to sort of, well, fun's not the right word, but I think it's informative and, uh, I don't know, just good for us in general to sort of look back and say, oh, well, this is where we were. Look how far we've come. And that indicates that we're going to move forward even further in the future. It just felt odd to me because if you go back to Homer's phobia from season eight, Marge was the one telling Homer, "What's there's nothing wrong with this. What, what's, what's, what, what are you going on about? 
here, but in this episode, the roles are reversed. Yeah, but I mean, like you said, it's hitting closer to home for for Marge in this episode. True. Yeah. yeah so yeah. you you can't expect it. Well, it's always going to be different when it hits that close to home. I think. I'm not saying it was wrong. It was just odd seeing Marge be so selfish. Yeah. No, I get I get where you're coming from. Absolutely. And, and it was not a stain. It was just different. Different seeing Marge hmm. have to respond this way. So, and you, you're right in what you're saying is that she was the right choice of character to. Uh, experience and feel these emotions because A, we're attached to the character of Marge and B, it's it's the kind of character where it would affect her the most, as you were saying as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but over, yeah, overall, though, I thought they handled the topic really well, except for I thought the ending was just a little cliche. I thought, ah, okay. But it was it was polished off well with the I like girls line, as we were saying. So at least they yeah. ended on a, on a positive note. But the, the Homer story, I enjoyed the Homer story as well. It just felt like something Homer would do. And he was just, it was cool throughout he was just like you want to get married i don't i know he's cashing yeah. in he's making money from it, but he's just he didn't care he's like yeah whatever <laughs> that's yeah i mean it's sort of the best of of all worlds in that you know you get jerky insensitive homer but yeah not in a, not in a way that's malicious or anything like just like no i'm just there for the money um, and uh, <laughs> so you get him being a a, a clod but in a way that people can recognise because he's just greedy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I really like the smart line bit with, with Reverend Lovejoy, where he like made fun of Reverend Lovejoy. He's like, oh. well, you, where he like pronounces them husband and wife kind of thing. <laughs> it was so childish, but I just that laughed. was my, that's one of my favourite bits. And you're the wife. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've had some real singers in this episode. They were just great. I, I, yeah, it, it was the most I've liked him in quite some time. Hey, my favourite. So what were your favourite moments then? Let's elaborate on that. So you, you've, you've got the smart line. I've got the smart line as well. I just thought it was a, a good bit. I'm yeah. sorry, Homer, but I'm going to have to leave you hanging there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think the bit where this made me laugh a lot, I've got to say. Um, I, hey, Patty, I, I, I made you a <laughs> Oh, how good was that, Patty? I can't even speak. <laughs> Oh man, with do not feed on it. Oh, I thought that was so funny. Uh, and then she says, "It smells like cheeseburgers." Give it back to me. Give it back. <laughs> so really broad stuff like that. I thought was very very funny. And you know what's good about that is like he's being a douche, but he's still trying to help. Like he's not yeah. being a deliberate douche. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's broad stuff like that, and and the bit where he's like, "And you're the wife." Ah. I thought, yeah, very very funny, but. Um, there's even there's bits that are a bit that are a bit more I don't know they're still broad but I love the bit mm. where he's uh, he's presiding over the um, the uh, the marriage of of, of, um, of 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 Patty and um and Veronica Veronica, Veronica yeah. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> the news isn't all good they've written their own vows because <laughs> 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 I, I don't. You, there are some weddings you go to and, and you, you know, the couple gets up and like, we've written our own vows. They're like, hey, this is always death. <laughs> <laughs> so at our wedding, at our wedding, we wrote our own vows and then Nicola forgot hers. <laughs> and it's a great video. Um, someone was filming at the time. We've got it here somewhere. And I'm, no, no, the, um, the celebrant's reading out her thing, blah, 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 blah. Mm. And it's close up on Nicola's face at the exact moment she realises she's forgotten her vows. And she just sort of goes... <laughs> <laughs> oh boy ah, and then the look on her face like the next five minutes is like ah oh, fuck oh fuck oh fuck <laughs> but I, uh, well. I ended up giving uh, Nicola my vows and we just changed the names very nice very thoughtful of you that's good husbanding there Nando uh, other bits I enjoyed I, I love that Homer called his church the church of matrimony yeah uh, that's very good what I was talking about earlier where uh, I keep mixing them I, I want to keep wanting to say Selma even though it's Patty uh, mm. It's a great example of the comedy rule of threes where, um, you know, uh, Marge is dressing up like something and, and Patty's dressing up like someone else. And then the third one is you know, Marge sort of gazing at the poster of Sleepless in Seattle and Patty's making out with some chick. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You expect something clever. No, it's just she's just blatantly smooching yeah, you. Yeah, it's like, oh, what are the, what's she going to be like? Oh, no, she's just making out with a chick. <laughs> uh, so all very, all very funny. And the... The other thing I did was just, uh, I always like Quimby and uh, him saying, we legalise gay money, I mean uh, gay marriage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's so blatant. Such a blatant cash grab. There was definitely a lot to like in this one, wasn't there? Yeah. There certainly was. What did you, what did you like? 
Well, you, you touched on a few of mine there already, but I also really enjoyed, and here and here is the Kitchen Wizard, and I hear you have a book coming out. Yes, it's on Winston Churchill's life between the wars. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's just like you were expecting a cooking book. <laughs> and I liked when Homer, the other one was when he's holding up the map, and I pushed pause because like, I've got to make sure I get all these things down. And then he actually just holds up like 10 seconds, like, you read them all? Good, good. I was like, ah, oh, I like that. Like, it's a way of killing time, but they turned it into a gag that worked, you know? Because normally you're like, ah, oh, fuck, you're trying to read it really, really fast. So when I first watched it, I was like trying to read it really, really fast. And I went, oh, I didn't have to read it fast at all. They just they gave me the time to breathe. And I, I didn't read them all. Yeah, no, they st- but still, I just, I liked, I appreciated that they, they, they did that gag anyway. But yeah, they were my favorite moments. Next question. You there, eating the paste. All right, now, Mr. Davis, it is time for some trivia. But before then, we need to read out some shout-outs from our patrons, in particular, our $20 patrons. They always get read out first. All right, first name off the rank today is none other than Andrew Zerr. Also joining him is Jared Howard, Christopher Trent Darby, Jordan Moleman Ritchie, Steamed Hand Champion Dylan Haggett, Hank Scorpio, Kevin Dental Plan Flood, Jonathan Rossi, Zach Pruitt from the Community Podcast titled You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. Check it out. Timothy Burleson, Joel Yoland, Katie G, Daniel Kotnick, Shannon Hofer, Reese Roberts, George McMenemy, Stephen Roberts, Sean Devey, Bella Winderbank, Tom Pickering, Mark Boston Burgess, Groundskeeper Noah, Declan Phoenix, Lewis Kavanagh, Jack McFadden, Heath Appleby, Preston Murray, and Adric McLeod. Thank you so much, guys, for being $20 patrons. That's why you get your names read out on every single podcast here on the Four Finger Discount Network, and you are definitely keeping the lights on here. So we do appreciate you guys so, 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 so much. Also, shout-outs to our newest uh, members of the Four Finger Discount family on Patreon. Dill C, Sarif, Matt Falben, Gavin Shortall, Kaylin Thompson, and Jessica Linnett upgraded her patronage from $5 to $8, so thank you for upgrading. Also, shout out to our man, Elliot J. O'Neill from the Simpsons Index podcast, which we're going to be on very, very soon, Mr. Davis. He's requested, rather than us review something, he'd like us to join him on his podcast. That's so we're going nice. to be doing that. Yes, oh. so he's a $100 patron. So thank you so much, Mr. Elliot J, for being a $100 patron of us here at Four Finger Discount. And if you don't know the Simpsons Index podcast, make sure you check it out. The Simpsons Index, we're going to be going on there in the very near future. Hmm. Remember, guys, if you do enjoy everything we do here at Four Finger Discount, you can support us by going to patreon.com slash fourfingerdiscount. You can find the link in the description of this podcast. And, uh, yeah, all of your uh, donations and all of your subs do help keep the lights on here. We do appreciate all of your support. You don't even have to um, subscribe to a monthly patronage if you don't want to. If subscribing to something monthly isn't your deal, you just want to chuck a couple of dollar reviews our day, you can, uh, our way, sorry. You can also just send us a um, a donation to fourfingerdiscount at outlook.com fourfingerdiscount at outlook.com um, on PayPal and you'll also get a shout out if it's $5 or more anyway Mr. Davis it is now time to get into some trivia for there's something about marrying you kick off for me what brand of prank gum does Millhouse oh, offer uh, Hal Huser damn you got me what is it it's called Trouble Mint Trouble Mint okay my first question is, and I think I might stump you here because you just told me that you didn't read them. On his map, Homer suggests a location would be a good place for a what? It's a place, it's a, it's a family restaurant. I believe it's a family restaurant. Is it Applebee's? Ne- no, but it's mentioned in Bart Salsey's Soul and Uncle Moe's Family Feed Bag. I'd expect mm. this kind of thing at this place, but not here, is what Flanders says. Hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think of chain places. Olive Garden? Carl, Carl's best friend is who? Lenny. And what does it rhyme? That rhymes with? Many Donalds. <laughs> Denny's. Denny's. Okay. <laughs> I, never, I never actually went to a Denny's. I never saw a Denny's when I was in the States. I, but I've heard nothing but bad things. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's, it didn't, it didn't sound appealing to me, a Denny's. Uh, Applebee's doesn't sound appealing either. Though, and it doesn't really tell me what it sells. Like, what is Applebee's? Does anyone, well, I mean, obviously people know. Like, do you I think know? it's along the lines of like a TGIF or. Um, okay. Just. Just a place with a bunch of crazy crap on the walls. We went to those and it was fun. Just overpriced like a motherfucker. But we did go to the tourist locations though, so I'm assuming the prices change for those places. Think- but anyway, what's your next question? My next question to you is, mm-hmm. Homer is $200 short of what amount? I know this one. It is 14800 Correct. That's how much a 62-inch TV... Is it, did he say plasma? I mean, you would have said plasma, I'm assuming. 62-inch TV, anyway, in 2005 <laughs> cost. Now you can buy like a 100-inch TV for like 
12 grand <laughs> Australian. <laughs> uh, my next question is which exit should you not take when you to get to Springfield? It's in do the commercial. Not. Do not take the Jefferson Avenue exit. For the love of God, do not take it. <laughs> well, what's on that exit, I wonder? Like, what's the urgency about? I don't know. I don't even want to speculate. Hmm. Anyway, what's your last question or your one of your next questions? Um, what is the name of the sandwich at Krusty Burger? Like the Whatchamacallit sandwich or something? Uh, you're very close. It's the Whatchamacarcus. Whatchamacarcus. Okay. Oh, that's, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> and my last question is, who was marrying a tiger? In the final credit scene, I was oh, standing in line next to a tiger. Yeah. Now, it wasn't comic book guy because he was marrying the cut out of Elvira. Or Booberella, yeah. Or Booberella, sorry. <laughs> it's a trademark. Uh, it makes no, it made absolutely no sense. And it's a Sea Captain was marrying a mermaid or or marrying the, um, the figurehead or whatever. Who was marrying a tiger? It's uh, a child and it makes absolutely no sense. Oh, God, was it a database? It was Ralph. Ralph, of course. Yeah. All right, well, that is my question. Do you have any more for me before we get into the review? Um, how long had Hal Hewson been smiling for before uh, he came to Springfield? 47 years, was it? 47 years it is. Wow. Sparkling memory you've got. Well done. Yeah. I watched it last night just to refresh my memory because I realized I took notes and I was like, I don't remember any of this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that is trivia for There's Something About Marrying. We'll be right back, guys, after this short break with our full in-depth review. Yeah. If you're a fan of everything we do here at Four Finger Discount, you can show your support by joining the family at patreon.com slash fourfingerdiscount. Here you'll get ad-free early access to all of our shows, Zoom calls with Guy and myself, as well as bonus podcasts such as Tales of Futurama and Guy on Springfield, where we go back and revisit classic episodes from the first 10 seasons. So go ahead and join the family today at patreon.com slash fourfingerdiscount. The original air date of There's Something About Marrying was February 20th, 2005. It was written by J. Stuart Burns and directed by Nancy Cruz. Uh, there was no chalkboard gag, but the couch gag is the one where the family are dressed as uh, hockey players or bruised and beaten up. And you've got like the dun, 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 dun playing, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. And they skate da, 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 da. And they're holding the, um, the Stanley Cup as they land on the couch. Yes. The episode kicks off with Bart and Milhouse setting up a, um, a trap for free beer. And there's a, a seedless watermelon, as Milhouse points out, hanging above it. So they hope that someone's going to try and grab the free beer and the, the melon will fall on them. But however, Barney, I did I did like this. The Remember, remember the 12 steps? And you think it's for, <laughs> so, for being sober. But no, takes the 12 steps, jumps over and pulls out the beer and the melon falls on the ground. So he foils their plan. So they need someone new because everyone, everyone's onto them. Everyone realizes they're always pulling pranks. This is where Howard Huser arrives on the back of a turnip truck. He literally fell off the turnip truck. Yes, yeah, and um, yeah, I don't know. This uh, the next part. This next bit's just lame. It's just basically Bart and Milhouse see this guy as a pigeon who they can take advantage of and pull pranks on. They take him around various locations in Springfield, like they take him to the power plant, the river by the power plant, where we first see Blinky, and um, they say, you know, it's not red. It's not radioactivity, it's radio activities and a dance to Let's Twist Again, which took me back to my childhood because my favourite song when I was a kid was um, Bray Rabbit, you know, the uh, Drive Bunny, you know, not Bray, oh. Bray Rabbit, Drive Bunny, not, not Bray Rabbit, Drive Bunny, Drive Bunny, not Bray Rabbit, and the, the, the Let's Twist Again by Chubby Checker, it's just, yeah, I, I, there's videos of me dancing to that, but um, turns out that Blinky here isn't Blinky, it's a giant fish monster, isn't it, and it beats him over the head with a club. Yeah, you can't wait for that to be over. Um. I think you buried the lead there, Dan. You said there were videos to you dancing to Jive Bunny. I think you better track those down and put them online. <laughs> I'll find them. There's definitely a photo. I've got it on my Facebook. I'll, I'll post that in the group at least for now. But, um, but yeah, I would literally take the remote of the stereo and I would let them change it. I'm just like, let's twist again. <laughs> this is my, my favourite. Anyway, uh, so they also use the, um, the mousetrap gum. It's like, that's it. I've been smiling for 47 years and now you've broken that streak. And he puts a. Sh- what was the whole deal with the finger? Like shame on you, and he's putting at him. And like, what is no, that? that's, is that, a, is that that's a shame on you gesture. Okay, yeah, I've never seen it before. Uh, he does it towards <laughs> the bullies, and they um their self esteem did not need that, so they they chase him out of town. And Milhouse and Bart's like, we're never going to be seeing that guy again. And then three days later, they see him on the um on the news for the Howard Hughes segment. And he gives Springfield his lowest score ever, a six out of ten. Now you've said that you've given a zero. You've, you've given a negative out of five, like below zero. For a movie? 
I don't think I was allowed to do that or never crossed my mind to do so. Although, man, in hindsight, probably. Did you ever give a zero? <laughs> You've given a zero, right? I gave a few zeros, I think. Wow, the yeah. movie must be so bad for you to give it a zero. Because you're like, I feel like you're the kind of guy that would be hard to go below a three, right? Um, I've given my share of two-star reviews in the past. But no, generally, I'm a glass-half-full kind of guy. And, you know, I'm looking to accentuate the positive. But uh, now sometimes something sucks so much, you've just got to go six out of ten. Like our, like our boy Hal here. When you were doing the movie reviews, right, and just say, yes. and when it came to the zero out of five, how long did you have to stew in that decision to go, is it worth me putting, like, is, is this too harsh? Like, at what point did you feel like you are being harsh with reviews? Or, or oh, not, look, not, not I, you're being I, harsh, because you're giving your honest opinion, but at what point do you feel like you were going, ooh, I wonder how people are going to take this? Is this going to, is this, <laughs> are people going to be annoyed by this? Oh, no, because, I mean, I was always of a mind that, no, I'm providing a customer service here. I mean, you're forking over your hard-earned money at the box office to, to see a movie. And, I mean, if you've been reading my reviews and you trust my opinion, well, I'm letting you know that this one's no good. You know, don't waste your time. Do anything else. Agent so, Cody Banks 2 was your zero, wasn't it? There was that. I think there was some English, like a Guy Ritchie knockoff. There was a whole bunch of those in the wake of, like, Lock, Stock and Snatch that were, like, you know, a bunch of geezers. And I saw one that was just terrible. I've forgotten what it was called. Um, I think it had Jude Lauren. I was just like, this is so bad. And yeah, sometimes <laughs> it's just, sometimes it's just, you know, your mood on the day. Yeah. As well. I mean, it's a perfect storm of elements. Like, oh, this is a bad movie and I feel crap anyway. So yeah, up yours. No, but I was, I was not handing out, you know, five star reviews all the time. I was not handing out zero star reviews all the time. To- were, you, were you able to be bought off with, um, with goodies? Like, like, or did that ever, without you realising, influence your score you gave a film? If they gave you, like, a freebie or they gave you tickets to something or whatever, did you feel like you ever gave a better score than what you pro- the film probably deserved by accident? Oh, I don't think so. I mean, we were seeing the movies for free anyway. We were invited to a previous screening. You didn't yeah, have yeah. to pay for it. I think there were times that I was probably... Because oh, I was also writing profiles and uh, interviews and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, you'd be sent on a, an overseas junket or whatever. So, it's like... Well, here I am in Ireland. It's raining. This sucks. Don't watch the Tudors. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're going to sort of... Not, I'm not going to say, oh, watch the show. It's fantastic. But I'm like, well, here I am in Ireland and speaking to Jonathan Rhys-Meyers, the star of the new pay TV series, The Tudors, blah, blah, blah. Uh, trying to be sort of neutral about it. But I think invariably there'd be some kind of positivity that would sneak in there. <laughs> because like- I, in my... Thinking, you just say there was a team of you guys, right? They can only select a few of them. I'm thinking the people who run the papers or whatever aren't going to choose the people to to go on an all expenses paid trip if they know the person's not going to enjoy the show because they don't want a bad review. There is that, yeah. But uh, I think invariably when you were doing that kind of thing, when you went on overseas junkets or things like that, they weren't so much reviews, more like access to the talent. Okay, I think they were just like, okay, we know you're going to you know speak to these people, write it up. It's going to reach this amount of people or this this size audience or something like that. So I think they crunched the numbers and weighed up who was going to be doing, you know, who's going to be saying what to who. So, look, I, I think there were certainly occasions when I maybe went a little easier on something. that I, I think if so, I found something was really terrible, I wouldn't necessarily say, no, it's actually great. But I'd be like, I'd be neutral about it. <laughs> Yeah, don't, don't give any sort of positive or negatives. Just be like, it's a thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you can watch this or not. <laughs> uh, but yeah, as a result of this bad review from How, How, How Hughes, I should say, Lisa was concerned that tourism will be affected in Springfield. And I was like, oh, no, one's, no one's been buying my maps. And yeah, he, he holds it up, as I said, maps to, um, to Star's Homes. By the way, I love the, I love the chef that you were talking about earlier who's written his book on Winston Churchill just being so shocked by Hal Hughes' 6 out of 10 review, drops his whisk or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> they cut to a month later and tourism is just done in Springfield. All the places are boarded up and just, yeah, not going very well at all. So they, ho- uh, they host a town meeting where Quimby, as always, opens the floor to all the crazy ideas that just jump to people's minds. I'm like, yep, that's pretty much The Simpsons in a nutshell when anything goes bad <laughs> in Springfield. We need to bring tourism back to Springfield. As usual, I will open the floor to all crazy ideas that jump to people's minds. Stronger beer! Gladiator fights! Poetry slam! Giant rats! 
I have a real suggestion. Yeah. Why don't we legalize same-sex marriage? We can attract a growing segment of the marriage market and strike a blow for civil rights. Yeah, them gay guys got lots of disposable income. I can serve fancy drinks and charge ten bucks a pop. What's in a martini? Gin and vermouth. And that makes a what? A martini. Never heard of it, but I'm still in favor of that same-sex marriage deal. Then it's settled. We'll legalize gay money. I mean, uh, gay marriage. <laughs> I propose we also legalize gay funerals, starting with this guy. I'm not gay. I'm nothing yet. Okay, now let's say I put a lean cuisine in a blender and I pour some beer on it. What do you call that? A lean cuisine? Wrong. We cut back from commercial, and uh, it's Springfield's commercial on uh, on gay marriage being legalized in Springfield. What do you think of this song and the, the whole commercial? In two minds. Yeah. In, all in, one, in one in one way, it's making homosexuality the the punchline. Yeah. It's both a positive and an... <laughs> I mean, the underlying message is very, very positive. I, I think it's like you were saying before, that the gag just felt a bit kind of obvious. Yeah. And a bit broad. Like having the, the two um the two men dressed in bright and uh, dressed in wedding dresses as they're getting yeah. married and stuff like that. I was like, ah, oh, okay. But but the other one, the other angle of looking at it is that it's Springfield and they're stupid and they just <laughs> like trying to just Make a commercial, and they're just not very good at it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the the LGBTQI plus is that how it's now? Uh, with the publication that I'm currently uh, working for, we are LGBTQIA plus. A plus, okay. Their community, mm. they all arrive in just drones, just car after car after car, all arriving in Springfield because 2005 same sex marriage it, it's the norm now, but it was nowhere near the norm in 2005. No, no, I think you had a, like a handful of states in the US that were okay with it. Yeah, so you watch a child well, watching this, it. or not a child, but someone watching this now who has never seen the episode before is like, why is it a big deal they're doing same-sex marriage? Because, mm. you know, 15 years ago or 17 years ago, it was almost like living in the Stone Ages still. <laughs> See, and, and that's why you need to have episodes like this that, yeah. uh, you know, reflect the times that they are in. Yeah, don't pretend that this didn't exist. This is just how times were. Yeah, mm. um, but Reverend starts boarding up the church one of the my favorite lines in the episode here and go back to working behind the scenes in every facet of entertainment <laughs> <laughs> while i have no opinion for or against your sinful lifestyles i cannot marry two people of the same sex any more than i can put a hamburger on a hot dog bun now go back to working behind the scenes in every facet of entertainment Excuse me, Reverend? Yes? As long as two people love each other, I don't think God cares whether they both have the same hoo-hoo or ha-ha. Ha-ha! The Bible forbids same-sex relations. Which book? Which book? The Bible! But, Reverend, scriptural scholars disagree on the significance of Lovejoy's an idiot. His church is giving up hot gobs of gay green. He could get 200 bucks a couple. 200 bucks a couple, eh? Hey, I gotta get in on this. These people have rights. The right to buy me a 62-inch TV. And then he slams his sign in the bin. Death before gay marriage. So (laughs) he was there to protest against it. Oh, wait a minute, I can make money from this. And... I know that's a horrible thing to do, but it's just taking the angle of the people who do try and profit from this kind of thing or did try and profit from it back in 2005. They, they weren't very nice people. So then he visits the um, <laughs> visits the, the, the online church to become an all-day minister. Straight away, you are an all-day minister. And just has to print out his little, what are the collar things called, sorry, that they have to wear? I think they're just called a collar. <laughs> Is it just a collar? I'm pretty sure that's, let's just make sure. Okay, we wouldn't want to offend anyone from the uh, from the church. Clerical collar. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, a clerical collar is what they are called. So yeah, so Homer prints out his clerical collar, wraps it around his arm, his neck, which I thought was quite funny. <laughs> then we get obviously to before we um before we move on the um the pop ups, which are still very. Uh, we still get pop ups now, but you know what annoys me now with with pop ups is what that is they're it? not necessarily pop up windows. What they do is you go onto a website 
And just as you're about to click on something, it drops down and an ad appears where your mouse is. That's their mm. new tactic. They wait for you to hover over the, the thing you're going to click on and then it goes, drop, here's a Google ad. And you're like, I didn't want to click on that Google ad. You made me click on that Google ad, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Or something like a pop-up will come up and for ages it won't uh, have the little X in the uh, yeah. top right-hand corner. It's like, how do I get rid of this? Or yeah. you have to sort of, oh, the... The X is the same colour as the backdrop. I can't see it. That drives me <laughs> That's nuts. That's the worst one, isn't it? When it's transparent. <laughs> or I hate when um they're playing audio that you like you didn't push play. It's just all of a sudden playing this really loud fucking ad. You're like, what's going on here? What is this? And, you, and it's like halfway down the page, you've got to try and find the ad to close it. I know. I'm trying to watch a porn in peace and quiet. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> For headphones are your best friend. <laughs> but he Homer then puts up the, the gay marriage uh, flyer. I'll go, gay marriage, now that I've got your attention. <laughs> I will see over your gay marriage. <laughs> okay, what's next? Adam and Steve or Madam and Eve? Homie, you married every gay couple in town. Eh, uh, what can I say? I love love. Well, all you can do now is wait for some other guys to turn. Where's Lenny and Carl? Don't you push them. They've got to work that out for themselves. Oh, but I'm only $200 short of $14,800. Well, what about people of the opposite sex who want to get married? Opposite? Yuck! I mean a man and a woman. Hmm, well, maybe marriage isn't just for gays. What's that thing called when a guy is gay for a girl? Straight. <laughs> oh, look at me. I'm as straight as a $1 bill. la da Ooh. Then we, um, he's got the church of matrimony, as you said, and he'll now marry anything to anything else. Diaper fee for, ch- for chimp brides, though. I must admit, I got a good laugh out of diaper fee for chimp brides. <laughs> anything, anything chimp related is a, a, an A plus in your book, right? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> From from C I Ape to chimpanzee. And by yes. the way, guys, I sent Guy last night the only thing that Dan Cook ever did that was like funny, in my opinion. The, did you ever? Listen, <laughs> did you actually listen to it? I've heard the monkey heist thing before. Yeah, the, the monkey heist. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it's the only because like guys don't just want sex. Every guy would pass up sex to be a part of a heist, and he's got a monkey in there. And I'm like, that's the only <laughs> thing. I immediately thought of you because I had a monkey. <laughs> I was like, this is the only good thing Dan Cook ever did. Well, that still holds up, I should say. Hmm. He then marries Cletus and Brandine, and they're related and whatever. We've been there before, same yeah, gag. Yeah, yeah. Then we get the smart line segment. Uh, Homer, uh, you can call me your holiness. I, I can't. I just I, I just can't. I can't. <laughs> A new epidemic is raging through Springfield, and this one didn't start with Krusty Burger's Whatchamacarcus sandwich. I'm talking about an outbreak of marriage fever. Reverend Simpson. Please, Kent, call me your holiness. <laughs> I can't. I just can't. Homer, have we started down a slippery slope where marriage becomes so meaningless that anyone could marry anything? Oh, Kent, not anything. It has to exist. Or does it? Well, call me old-fashioned, but I believe that marriage is described in the Bible. If you love the Bible so much, why don't you marry it? In fact, I now pronounce you in the Bible, man and wife. And you're the wife! <laughs> you owe me 200 bucks. Homer, your impulsive marriages are going to lead to a lot of divorces. Which will lead to a lot more impulsive marriages. Which will put more green in the blue. The blue being my pants. I'm sorry, Homer, but I'm going to have to leave you hanging there. I don't know. Whenever Homer's on Smartline, I always really enjoy it. I feel like we haven't been on Smartline mm. for a while. Yeah. But yeah. I'll, I'll remember when... Um, <laughs> it's it's the fucking cat burglar one. He's like, "Hello, Homer, oh. Marge." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so good. Anyway, but yes, yeah, it was nice to see Smartline make a return. And and uh, Reverend says it's good. It's going to lead to many divorces as a result. And he goes, and more impulsive weddings. So Homer thinks he's just been making and more green in the blue. Being my pockets, of course. And he's just... <laughs> goes for the up, goes for the high five too. I'm going to leave you hanging there. And meanwhile, they mentioned earlier, Krusty, with the... the um, what's it? The Watcher... Watcher Macarcus burger, or the Watcher Macarcus sandwich, yeah. Which is... Uh, yeah, it's it's non-diseased meat from diseased animals. The only thing here, Marge, that she's proud of him. I'm like, you just watch Homer go on TV and say that he's just trying to cash in on all these people. But you're proud of him? <laughs> is, is, it, is it really standing up for people's rights? I don't know. Seeing, seeing only what she wants to see. It's like, oh, Homer's yeah. being lovely and you know, bringing gay couples together in holy matrimony. And she said, you stood up for a person's right to express their love in the most perfect form, a binding legal contract. 
And then Patty comes over, she arrives, and she wants Homer's help. She wants him to uh, help her marry the love of her life, Veronica. March is very excited, but it turns out it's... But Veronica's a girl's it's name. It's a girl's name. Did you know that? <laughs> <gasps> You're getting married. Patty, that's wonderful. So, tell, tell, who's the lucky man? What does he do? <gasps> Let me guess. Mm, does he work in customer support? You can guess all night and never get it. <gasps> her name's Veronica. But Veronica's a girl's name. Did you know that? I'm marrying a woman. I'm... I'm gay. You're not disappointed, are you? Oh, no. No, no. No, I'm just surprised. <laughs> yeah, big surprise. Hey, Marge, here's another bomb. I like beer. <laughs> but I... I love that uh, that Marge thought, you know, she was going to steal Homer eventually. And Homer's like, something about a sausage patty over sister patty. I'd be more concerned for me leaving you for a sausage patty (laughs) (laughs) than your sister patty. Yeah, it just had some zingers this time. I've literally got my brackets. Guy will love this. <laughs> and you were right. <laughs> she burns him on the um, on the hand with a cigarette. She says, "Next time it's in the eye," which actually pays off a little bit later. <laughs> Mars says she should have seen the signs, and we get the little montage with her wearing her girls' gear, and she's wearing construction gear, Patty. <laughs> then the Miss Hathaway poster on the wall, and then just kissing a girl <laughs> at the cinema. <laughs> so it's a, oh, that's a very clever gag. I liked that. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's just a, Marge, you're so stupid. Or you're so or not stupid. <laughs> she's just it's almost so like she blind. knew it, but she just yeah. didn't want to acknowledge it. So you just. Blind, blinders on, yeah, yeah. Blinders. <laughs> um, she says, it's, it's not a problem. You know, I'd be a super hypocrite if I said I didn't like your gay marriage. Mm. And Homer then gives the um, the homemade veil. And <laughs> it's the do not feed that gets it, isn't it? It's, it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> do not feed. <laughs> oh, very, very good. <laughs> We're now at dinner. And the kids are questioning, why are we dressing our Sunday best if it's just Aunt Patty and her friend coming over? But questions, is this some sort of like reality show where, you know, the husband has to like, or the, the man has to like marry her, but then for a million dollars, he has to go, go through snakes or whatever. So <laughs> the honey, they have to have their honeymoon in a snake pit or something. Like yeah, that. yeah. Homer says, I'm going to call Fox to suggest that show. Uh, season 16, they're still making fun of Fox. They've been doing this for the entire run of the show as well. You know, the, yeah. your half-baked ideas are all we've got. I thought you said Aunt Patty was just waiting for the right man. As opposed to you, who grabbed the first blimp that floated by. Correction, the first blimp who got her pregnant. Seriously, Dad, I'm worried. You should go on a diet. Why, you little... I know what they're going for with these gags, but I never liked them because they're not funny. No. We know he's probably going to die young. We know he's overweight, but it takes the humor out of the situation. It really does, doesn't yeah, it? I, I, I watch this show to, to laugh. <laughs> Don't inject reality into my into my gags. Uh, but Patty and Veronica then arrive, and she explains that she was a pro golfer. No surprises there. I'm like, no surprise there. Is is that a thing? I never really associated females playing golf as being lesbians. I think it was the common gag or uh, conception that almost any female sports person was a lesbian. And and really? golf seemed particular, yeah, yeah, for uh, quite some time. Any female sports athlete? Or- oh, not any, but uh, the the majority. I mean, wow, it's a less enlightened time, don't know, but you know, people are of a mind that sport is for dudes. And then she, uh, Veronica then explains. I'm going to say Veronica for now until they do the reveal. So Veronica explains yes. that it was like a Hollywood film. How we met, yeah, Bride of the Monster. So this is where she, um, where Homer, <laughs> gets the uh, the cigarette in the eye, the old cigarette in the eye. And she and Patty says we're at the LPGA Ritz Bits Celebrity Pro Am, and Krusty here making fun of everybody. I was like, "This again, guy will like this." I thought we played this spot to get away from the women. <laughs> it's just like they did a very good job of just highlighting the idiots of society. Yeah, just the casual, you know, homophobia and sexism that's you know, just sort of yeah, leached definitely. into stuff. Yeah, yeah. Veronica throws the club to hit Krusty, but he ducks and knocks out Patty. She wakes up coughing. I said, I bet that's how angels cough. And then she's been wearing that three wood ever since. Wow. Save something for your wedding night. Oh, we're saving everything for our wedding night. Mm-hmm. That's what Mom would want. I don't think it's exactly what Mom would want. Marge, are you sure you're okay with this? Of course. Everyone should do whatever they want. Take a bear to church. Read a book with your feet. Change your name to Google Glob. Oh, I get it. 
You act all liberal, but you can't handle it when your sister finds love in her own locker room. Marge, if you can find it in your heart to accept me for who I am, I would love to see you at the ceremony. If not, I'll see you at Homer's funeral. Now time for the ceremony. I really enjoyed this grandpa scene as well. What What am I not invited to this time? A gay marriage? Is there an open bar? No. Oh, this whole thing's against nature. <laughs> so he, was, he, was for, he was for it until he wasn't getting any benefits out of it. And he's just like, ah. Oh. Absolutely. And then now it's a thing, a crime against nature. By the way, no, nice suit and tie combo on Patty, I thought. Yeah, it definitely was. Yeah. And Sam would then suggest to Patty as they're getting ready, do you want to do a jigsaw puzzle tonight? She's like, I'm, what are you talking about? I'm getting married today. And she's like, I oh, know, I'm just trying to get used to being alone. She's like, hey, hey. Don't you pull that one on me. You've been married like three times already. She's like, four times, really. And who did she marry? Disco Stew. Disco Stew. just got an annulment from John Paul II. Yes. Patty says, you know what? I want Marge here, but if she doesn't arrive, then she has no non-identical sister. Then Homer here is praying that, you know, he says the right words as he consecrates another gay union that angers him so. <laughs> and he hopes that he um he opens the heart of his wife. Even Homer can acknowledge here, like, Marge, you're in the wrong. Like, just yeah. lighten up. <laughs> your, your sister's getting married. Marge is just, she's so annoyed about being kept in the dark. And, uh, you know, she just expects me to accept her on the day she's being married. I'm like, I don't know. I just wasn't, I, I don't know, I wasn't sold. I was like, this just feels, I don't know. I was like, this, this, your sister's wedding day, Marge. What are you doing? <laughs> I was I was a little let down. I was a little disappointed, I've got to say. I could see where Marge is coming from, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, I expect better from you, Marjorie. Yeah, we get one of the strangest sequences in the history of The Simpsons. You handsome devil. Someday they'll let you and me get married. Can you imagine the children? Oh, I love you, Homer. Oh, I love you too, Homer. Oh, Homer. And I remember this this sequence being used for the commercials. It's Homer kissing himself. Oh, Homer, I love you, Homer. Oh, yeah. I remember just feeling weird about it when I was younger, when it first aired. I remember just going, this is just a little too strange. It just felt very family guy-esque. Yeah, I mean, we've seen Homer sort of infatuated with himself in the past, but when there's two Homers and you're doing it like that, it's like, no, not quite. It was just a, it was just a, an, an odd an odd sequence. But anyway, then we get the Mrs. Doubtfire moment where Veronica is peeing in the toilet, standing up, and Marge walks in. She's even singing the dude looks like a lady from the from Mrs. Doubtfire. Which we covered recently on the on Four Finger Discount, for goodness sakes. I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, it's incredible how all these uh, various strands just tie together. Yes, the latest retro film that we reviewed for our Patreon was Mrs. Doubtfire, a film that I adore. So if you enjoy Mrs. Doubtfire and want to hear our thoughts, it's an, an almost an hour-long review of the film up on our Patreon now, the Movie Guys podcast. If you like hearing Guy talk about movies, check it out. So he's singing Dude Looks Like a Lady having a shave uh, in, the, in the bathroom. Marge is then suddenly happy because she's like, ha, 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 Patty's going to get what's coming to her. I was like... This is just, this is not very, just doesn't feel very Marge. But yeah, then, that, that's what I was also disappointed in. Yeah. Then, did you hear how the way he starts this off? Queerly beloved. <laughs> uh, giving Homer credit where it's due, when he commits, he commits. Yes. <laughs> I mean, he's not going to half, he may be presiding over a gay wedding. He's not going to half ass it. In fact, he's going to, you know, probably give 110%. He's, um, he's, he mentions how they've written their own vows and they went for this gag so that they can really hone in on the, um, you know, we've been honest and we're hiding nothing and blah, blah, you're the yin mm. to my yin. And Marge is just, you can see on her face, she's very concerned. And at the end, when Homer says, does anyone have any reason for them not to be married? Marge stands up and interrupts. And Patty, I liked her justification here. You think everyone should just marry some big dumb man just like you? And I was like, oh, I can see why the character of Patty would think that. You Do you think just because yeah. you're stuck with this fat oath that everyone else should be stuck with a fat oath and not be happy? But no, she says no. And she rips off the, um. what does she rip off? Just like a, a collar or something? Uh, just the collar, I think, yeah. Yeah, and, re- and reveals. Sort of opens up the, uh, the, uh, the collar of the... Uh of whatever Veronica slash Leslie is wearing. It's a very shocking moment. We see the Adam's apple. And of course, it's Sideshow Mel who says, look at the size of Adam's apple. They just love Sideshow Mel. They just shoehorn him into every episode now. Yes, they do. Patty <laughs> says, uh, how could you lie to me? And the sponsors. And she says, you know what? Look, I'm- <laughs> <laughs> That's a- That was a really good reading. <laughs> and she says, um, she says, look, I, I know. I just, I, I- what? What was her reasoning? She- she'd like to get on the tour. Uh, but then she realized yeah, that she want- you would only love he realised, sorry, that you would only love him as who she was pre- pretending to be, which is, this yeah. is the real me. I'm Leslie Robin Swisher. Or he says, sorry, I'm Leslie Robin Swisher. You know, will, will you marry me for who I really am? And the music starts playing. I was like, oh, no, they're not going to make her go straight, are they? Or bye. But nope, 
hell no i like ladies and i like girls and i was like well done that's exactly what needed to happen in that moment <laughs> i've written down here after that after that line yay <laughs> yeah very big yay of course and the fact that everyone claps her which is good as well then she thanks yes. marge for accepting her because did she really but i guess she, i guess she did mm. she did she really accept it we never really see her accept it Actually, now that you mentioned, now we sort of recap the events. Like, no, 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 yeah, don't know if that's the case. She just pointed out that, well, she's never shown that she accepts that Les, that that Patty is lesbian. She just, like, uh, she just never accepted it. We never, we never saw that that moment. I just thought it was odd. They went, oh, thanks for accepting me for who I am, Marge. Like, I don't remember saying that. Anyway, you know, just because you're lesbian doesn't make you any less of a being. What are your thoughts on that? Not bad. Okay, <laughs> it it works. It, it look, it works. It works in character, absolutely. It's it's Marge's homespun wisdom. Homer's proud of her decision to walk out on a non-refundable wedding ceremony. He's going to waive the rose petal removal fee and the, uh, prorate the cake handling yeah. surcharge. And then Lisa says here, well, I guess that's the end of Dad's wedding business. And I was like, why? why? I'm like, I, I love that. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of, of course it's the end because it's the end of the episode, but why is yeah. it? <laughs> they can be hit and miss when it comes to, as we say, restoring the status quo and, and, and commenting on that because, yeah, someone's like, wait, why? What now? Yeah, mm. and sometimes, like, oh, yeah, you've written yourself into a corner here, haven't you? But sometimes when it's, it's a nice little throwaway gag like that, it's like, no, we know that, you know, this is going to be... <laughs> You're never going to see him history. doing this again, ever. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, precisely. So well, I like how they acknowledge it this time around. So Patty asks her twisted sister if she wants to go home and do a jigsaw puzzle. And, and she's like, well, never was a jigsaw puzzle. I just wanted to make you jealous. So they suggest they go to the airport and leave an unattended bag because it's a good way to meet security personnel. And um, yeah, they walk off all happy together. And it was a nice little ending there. And we get another credit scene. They're still going with them. There's people in line for a wedding. Ralph of the Tiger, comic book guy, Boo Barella cut out, and Sea Captain with the, what are those things on the front of the ships called? I think they're called figureheads. Figureheads, okay. Hurry before she changes her mind. And that was the <laughs> end of the episode. Yeah, I um, I thought 90% of this was a thumbs up. A couple of head scratcher moments. The start was pretty weak, but overall, a very good episode. There's certainly a lot to enjoy in it, yeah. I'm trying to remember, we, we said something about a, a previous episode that uh, it was good stuff bookended by bad stuff. Well, this is good stuff bookended by okay stuff. The, you know, the start of this is like, uh, yeah, this inciting incident to get the story rolling is not great, but it's not so terrible that you can't you just ignore it. Uh, but the way they approached what was a sensitive issue back in the day, and it still is to some degree, um, was, you know, a nice combination of thoughtful, sensitive, and funny <laughs> in terms of, yeah, people just, some people have their heart in the right place and some people have just got little dollar signs in their eyes. And that's fine. I mean, well, it's not fine. But, um, <laughs> uh, At least it was acknowledged here. That's correct. That's, that, that's what I meant to and say. And they were positioned as the bad guys. That too. What did we learn, Palmer? All right, what did you learn from the episode? Uh, that meat is, in fact, not sweet, but savoury. It is indeed, yeah. I learned that I will forever now greet you as holiness. <laughs> I, 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 no, no. <laughs> I can't condone that. From this day forward, your name shall be... Mr. Davis, it is time for some Guy Davis new name championship. Are you ready? I was born ready. You were born ready. quite startled my mum. <laughs> Before we begin, All right, the car- before we begin, though, the, the current leaderboard. Sorry, if we go to the leaderboard, the leaderboard's always what we kick off with. The current leaderboard stands at this. In first position, we have Philip J. Hawkins on fifteen points. In second position, we have Luke McKay on ten points, and in third position, D. L. Gorman on six points. Take it away. Now, a reminder before we start uh, doling out new names that this is completely blind. Mm. I uh, do not know who contributed these new names to the Guy Davis New Name Challenge. Uh, Dando just sends me a list of new titles and I say, I like that one. I hate that one. I don't even even say I hate them. I like them all, but some I like more than others. And that's these ones. Before we begin handing out points, however, honourable mentions to a few. Like the... Like... um, my Big Fat Gay Wedding. That is from one Luke McKay. How about that? Uh, the Pride of Springfield. That is from our man Fergus Jeffs. Well done. And here's one that I really, really liked. It would have made points, but it's just a bit long. <laughs> but uh, it hits me right where I live. 
What's on Fox tonight? Something bridal, no doubt. I really, really like that one. That was from my man, Steve Roberts. <laughs> nice work, Steve. Just a little long, but really, really fantastic. Okay, I hate, but I hate it point. when a TV episode has a really, really long title. But to me, I've always gone by the mindset, I've mentioned this before, that it should be short enough to fit in a TV guide. Keep it brief. Yeah. Keep it simple, stupid. Yeah, all, right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. One point. One point goes to Bride and Prejudices. All right. So that goes to Mark Boston Burgess. He's finally on the leaderboard. Boston. Boston. Nice well, work, man. Well done, sir. Two points go to Wedding Caches. Ooh. It's a very clever title, that one. <laughs> oh, who's it by, do you think? Who's it by? Uh, clever Kyle. It is, yes. Kyle Muldoon. Hey. Well done. Kyle Muldoon gets two points. That puts Kyle now equal fourth position on five points, along with Billy Fox and Heath Appleby. Well done, Kyle. Nice work, Kyle. But three points goes to Bride and Sneak. Ooh. They're making a comeback. They're on the verge of clawing their way back to the top of this of, of this title, of this championship. It's D.L. Gorman. D.L. D.L. Nice been a bit, work, D.L. Been a bit quiet in the last couple of weeks. And then, boom, there you go. Three-pointer for D.L. Gorman. So that puts D.L. still in third position. Whoosh. But they've climbed from six to nine points. So D.L. Gorman still on uh, in third position on nine points. We have Luke McKay still in second on 10 points, only one point ahead of D.L. And Philip Hawkins on 15 points in first position. Wowee. So it's starting to get a bit closer at the top there again, Mr. Davis. Absolutely. All right. So there we go. So that is um, the current leaderboard. Phil Hawkins in first, Luke McKay second, and D.L. Gorman in third. If you want to be a part of the Guy Davis Noonan Championship, you just got to be a, a patron. So you can be for as little as one single dollar redo per month. All you guys out there listening right now, if you're all dollar patrons, man, we'll be in the money. <laughs> and by doing so, you get access to our Four Finger Discount community on Facebook, which is Pretty much the only reason I have Facebook these days besides the Facebook page. I don't go on Facebook for my own private shit or personal shit anymore. It's just to go on the Facebook group because I just love each and every one of the patrons in there. They're all absolute champions. It's just great to sort of meet like-minded Simpsons fans. But we don't even talk about the Simpsons as much anymore, is it? It's just, we're just a community now. I feel like we're all, I feel like we've met them, but we, ha- we, na- we haven't. It's a little bit of everything and it is well and truly the place to be. Yes, yeah, so where everybody knows our name. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's great so if you want to be a part of um of that and um, and more get even access to our simpsons movie commentaries it was a it was a commentary wasn't it, it wasn't a review it was a commentary it was indeed a commentary yeah yeah simpsons movie commentary just for one single dollar redo go to patreon.com slash four finger discount all right mr davis that has been our review of there's something about marrying do you know what we're reviewing next week why don't you tell me? I shall tell you right now. It is called On a Clear Day, I Can't See My Sister. And in my memory, I believe this is the one where Lisa gets a restraining order against Bart. Oh. I think. Okay. Well, I think. Could be wrong. I'm but not- we shall soon find out <laughs> <laughs> on the next episode of Four Figure Discount. Stay tuned. On a Clear Day, I Can't See My Sister is the next episode we're going to be reviewing. Hope you enjoyed our review of There's Something About Marrying. I would actually love to hear from members of the... Explain to me again, Mr. Davis, LGBTQIA plus community? I think that includes just about everybody, yeah. yes. I'd love to hear from members of the LGBTQIA plus community on your thoughts on this episode, because obviously we're two... I'm not middle-aged yet, I guess. I'm getting... I'm almost there, you know. Yeah, what, yeah you're getting there. What white <laughs> middle-aged men are giving their thoughts on this episode... I love to hear your thoughts on it because you guys are your thoughts are the most important. So I, I, it's funny when you a lot of people say they go back and watch these older episodes and they go, "Oh, it's so offensive." And then you hear from members of the community and they go, "No, it's one of my favorite episodes. It's you know, it's important yeah. that they acknowledge that we exist." And I, I, I think it's very interesting how, how people like just white guys get offended for, for people in the community. You can sometimes overreach in your allyship, yeah, shall we say? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like it's. I love to hear from you guys. Simpsons mailbag at gmail.com. Right in. And, um, you know, you can remain anonymous, but I'd love to hear your thoughts um, on, on this episode. Because I think overall they did a very, very good job. But next episode is going to be On a Clear Day, I Can't See My Sister. 
Don't forget, guys, to please continue to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Um, we haven't had any ratings for a couple of weeks, so please continue to rate us, check us five stars, and please also leave a few kind words. It just helps us uh, boost up the algorithm on, on Apple Podcasts. And when people are searching for a Simpsons podcast, because there's so many of them now, it helps us uh, be remain at number one. Um, also, follow us on Instagram at Four Finger Discount, and on Twitter, we are at Four Finger Pod. Did you see the post I put up about Troy McClure? It went mental oh my god yeah like 15,000 <laughs> likes and half a million views the video I put up on our Twitter page <laughs> at Four Finger Pod follow us on Twitter as well and also we just um, promoted a new Simpsons shirt from our friends at Uncle Rico it's the boxing match between Dredrick Tatum and, uh, and Homer Simpson mm. the payback shirt it's fucking awesome now, I've got one for myself <laughs> and one for Mr. Davis coming so we're going to have to make sure we rock that uh, rock that shirt and there's also going to be a very famous Australian rules footballer is going to be wearing it for a promotional photo in the next week or so which I'm very excited to see as oh well my gosh. so if you want that um, if you want that shirt you can go to UncleRico.com and enter the code for finger one word for finger and you will get 10% off your order regardless of what you order on the website doesn't just have to be the shirt doesn't even have to include the shirt if you don't want to but the code for finger will save you 10% off your gear at Uncle Rico alright Mr. Davis that's enough talking for now. That's enough promoting, enough shilling. Or should I promote Patreon? No, I won't promote Patreon. Of course not. This has been There's Something About Marrying <laughs> next week on a clear day. I can't see my sister. Thank you guys for listening to the to the show. We do appreciate all of your support. You're all absolute legends. But for now, Mr. Davis, any final words for said legends? Hell no. I like patrons. Shh.